Our, our next award is going to Dr. David Wilmot, who for over 10 years has experience in ocean science and policy and is co-founder of the Ocean Champions, a highly respected organization dedicated to the health of our public seas as a nonpartisan priority. Ocean Champions is the first national organization of its kind focused exclusively on the ocean and ocean wildlife policy and politics. Over the past decade, Ocean Champions has helped elect more than 100 different congressional members, including senior leaders and first-time candidates. In addition to supporting or defeating members and candidates for elective office, Ocean Champions is highly focused on these important issues. Ending overfishing, combating harmful algae blooms, stemming the buildup of trash and pollution in our seas, and addressing acidification caused by climate change. They are an absolutely superb group, and we need them desperately in Washington, D.C. So the 2016 award for policy goes to Dr. David Wilmot and Ocean Channel. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, David, for this honor as well as this wonderful evening. I'd like to also thank my fellow awardees and just have to digress for a moment. 30 years ago this year, I saw Barb Block present her science for the first time, and she inspired me then, and she still inspires me to this day. You are amazing. Yes. Let me take you back, if I may, to election night, November 2014. I was at an election party in Tallahassee, Florida. Gwen Graham, introduced by her father, the former senator and former governor of Florida, Bob Graham, came up on stage to announce that she had just defeated Steve Sutherland. Incumbent Congressman Steve Sutherland was the chairman of the Ocean Subcommittee in the House a committee that he used to undermine ocean conservation every chance he got. To fight against national ocean policy, to undermine sustainable fisheries, to destroy clean water. And of course, to fight for drill baby drill. He was also given the honor of ocean enemy number one by ocean champions. Earning that distinction from us meant that he was front and center. We headed down to Florida, put a team together, and went after him with a multifaceted campaign, a sophisticated campaign, to take him out. The night of the election, we talked to Graham's senior political strategist, and he told us, quote, Ocean Champions targeted the right voters with the right message at the right time to impact this race. He went on to say it's not an overstatement or an exaggeration to say we wouldn't have had this victory without Ocean Champions. I share this story to underscore elections matter. Yeah. If you care about public policy, for example, conserving the oceans, 
which all of us in this room care about very much. You have to work with and reward the politicians who are working to help the oceans. The ultimate reward is to help them get elected and reelected so they can do that work. And you have to punish the politicians who fight to destroy your efforts. That ultimate punishment, defeat them. On election night in 2014, that's what we did. We defeated ocean enemy number one because he was bad for oceans. And we elected an ocean champion, one of 52 that night that we endorsed and supported who won. For a total of 70 going into the new Congress that we have today. Yes. Now these congressmen and women, the House and the Senate, are providing the leadership that we need on critical issues. We know these are difficult times, but they're actually accomplishing some victories on harmful algal blooms, microbead pollution, pirate fishing, and they're fighting back things you don't hear about every day to prevent a lot of bad things from happening that would be happening. We know how much more needs to be done. That's the understatement of the night. Hashtag understate, we need to do a hell of a lot of course. But the political engagement is actually already paying dividends. Now, the wave that crashed in 2014 started much, much earlier. I am very proud to receive this individual award to be recognized individually tonight, but I am even more humbled and honored to be standing up here representing an entire organization. And that organization is And I want to share just briefly a little bit of the history of how we got to where we are. If we go back to the late 1990s when these ideas were starting to stir in my head, it wasn't that a political organization was a new idea. The NRA was kicking butt. NARAL was doing great things. These were highly publicized victories. The difference is, is that we didn't have any electoral organization that was supporting the oceans. And it was starting to become clear to me that we were losing because of that absence. That was the piece we wanted to start to fill. Now I wish I could go into the stories of our battles on bluefin tuna and on sharks that helped lead us to why we needed more power and the great things that happened. The first time I met Peter, I was at the New England Aquarium. Thank you, Greg Stone for an amazing event there one night when I got to meet Peter for the first time. Some great times, but those are for another night. We're gonna to try to stay focused on this. 2002 serendipity happened, big event. My wife was launching an organization of her own and some key people were there. I was a guest. Mike Sutton happened to be there, major funder of the coalition my wife was running. He was a program officer for the Packard Foundation and Jack Stern was a guest that night as well. Well, as I often do at dinner, I got on my soapbox and started talking about why we needed to follow the NRA model and get a political organization for the oceans. Had a great discussion, not surprisingly, a lot of agreement. Others were coming to this conclusion as well. Two days after that, Jack Stern called me and said, let's do it, and do you want a partner? And I said, yes. Being the scientist that I am, I said, well, I have to go do a study. So I decided to go do that study the Turning the Tide Report. 
So Jack and I got Kim Haddo and Elizabeth Sullivan, who became founding directors of Ocean Champions, and we went to do the founding document with funding from the Packard Foundation primarily, thank you Mike Sutton, and Julie Packard, and others. But we went and created this document, Turning the Tide, How to Improve the Effectiveness of Public Advocacy for the Oceans. This is where we showed our theory of change, that the ocean community must engage fully politically, including electoral politics, to affect positive change for the oceans. Electoral politics, that was the key piece. That was the part that had been missing that we needed to take the next step. So our major recommendation was create a political organization. The easy part's the ideas, hard part's making it happen. We were very fortunate because you need the money to make these things happen. And we had two very generous founding donors in Julie Packard and Dr. Rob Moyer, who stepped up to not only get this launched, but to help bring others along. Generous donors like Ann Earhart, Sally Christine Rogers and Randy Repass, who are here tonight, Keith and Pat Campbell, Carol and Jeff Davis. These are key people. Remember, this is a political organization. This is individual money, not foundations. This matters. I had a partner early in Jack. It was very important. Mike Dunmire then, who had been on the Board of Ocean Champions, came along. These were key people to help build the organization at the right time. I've been very fortunate to have an amazing board of directors. I wish we could name them all, we don't have the time. But I really want to highlight three key chairs. Rob not only was a founding donor to this organization, he is our founding chairman. He has worn many hats from the beginning, from cheerleader to donor to strategist. He is the heart that pumps this organization to this day, still on the board 13 years later. Samantha Campbell stepped forward when a young organization needed to go through some growing pains. And she not only helped the organization, but she helped me personally as we went to that next level. And now Mike Sutton, who shared the vision at the beginning, made the Turning the Tide report, our founding document, happen, and has been a founding board member as well all the way through, is now our chair to lead us to that next level. And our amazing staff, Chris Laughlin, who's my right hand, Patrick Collins, my political compass, Sandy Gatellis, and my amazing wife, Maureen. To all the people that have been engaged, a very sincere thank you. This, I never realized how much it takes for an organization. Ideas, they're easy. Putting an organization together and building it, that's the hard part. That's what takes so many people. Politics is messy. It's messier than science, I know. I was a scientist, it's messier than policy. And in this political landscape, there's a lot of reason to lose hope. There's a lot of reason to become cynical. I can stand here tonight and tell you I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic because I am confident we are building the political power that we need to advance ocean conservation. I am confident that our champions in Congress, led by members like Congressman Sam Farr, the model champion, he has always been what I have held up. That's what we want in Congress. They are getting things done. I have confidence our champions, with more of them, will get it done. I remain confident that we're guided, we're in the right direction, we're going to get this done. Just to circle back in closing, 
A lot of people called after the Sutherland defeat, a lot of people in the ocean community. And they would begin the conversation with, we beat him, we did it, we won. And it was music to my ears. We, yes, we, we, the collective we, not ocean champions, we won. So while what we had always said, that fish can't vote, lamented that fish couldn't vote, they still can't vote, but we can. And so I ask all of you, let's make sure we vote the oceans. Thank you.